But I'm hitting record. I'm a flow because I'm a Libra. Stop talking. Nobody dances here. Um, we're back. Another week we're back. has gone by. Funny how time travels. Mm. I'm your host, Quentin. Ho. Ho. We did that on another podcast. I said host. You didn't let me finish. Okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> joining me on the dance floor, you can smell her. It's Carmen. <laughs> oh, black woman body oil. I just it met Carmen, delicious. but confirmed you can smell her. Yeah. And that's Preston. Deliciously. I knew that Carmen was at a Wendy's many blocks away, and I started to smell her from Quentin's house. It was and crazy. And that's Margaret. Hello. Hi, guys. Mm. Hello. It's good to see you again. Hi. Um, so today, we're going to be talking about exes and breakups and how to deal with that situation, because a lot of you are getting out of cuffing season. Spring is around around the corner. I'm looking for a ring in spring. Ooh. Oh, ring by spring, absolutely. So that means you're going back to an ex. Ooh, is that what it means? I hope not. No, I'm not trying to get married for another five thousand years. Can you explain what cuffing season is? A Carmen's better at it. We explained cuffing season in a previous podcast. Now I gotta pull shit up. No, you mean gotta so pull stuff up like two sentences, Carmen. Two bullet points. Cuffing season is basically like just a time when it's get a, it gets a little chilly, so you wanna make sure that you have that cuddle buddy with you. Okay. So you cuddle buddy. Start, so you start looking in August or so, then September you start mm. doing the dating mm-hmm. and everything. October, November, you wanna seal the deal because. And it when do you snowing. get out of it? Damn. Because um, you're newly single. Yeah, this is this makes sense for you. Yeah, you yeah. could get some um, people dropping out of cuffing season. You have recently decuffed. Like some JV all It's usually after Valentine's Day. Like, <laughs> oh um, I personally oh. dropped out on February 20th. That's just me. Okay. Know. Okay. So I mean, uh, me before we get no, carried away. Um, <laughs> Happily wed. On a scale of... The worst possible date you've ever had, just think about it, Ooh. as traumatic as it might have been, to your dream date, dream lover. Ooh. How has your week been? And be as detailed as possible. Everybody's pointing at me because I got this hot pink microphone. <laughs> um, okay. I was going to have a pink microphone. I think it's going to be a thing now. Um, I would say that my week is like oscillating somewhere between like uh, a date. uh, Yeah, oscillating between like a date and like a Bushwick dumpster. Um, (laughs) And then like, and just like uh, 
being like surprise of a third wheel on someone else's date. That's how I describe wow. my week. Okay, wait. So you mm-hmm. just created a new scale that is even below <laughs> what like what the scale wow. was. You were like, sure no, was. I'm not on a scale. I'm actually going the other way. Like you're if not this on was a date. Pendulum, you're on somebody else's date. You're on the back I'm on someone else's date. You're on the back I'm on a I'm on a Louis date Caliente. in a trash can. Um, that that's that's my week. That's your wow. week, girl. I'm not sure I want to know about that. That's just that me. sounds really bad. Look, Jesus. I crawled out of the hole. Okay, the, okay. the week has survived. Carmen, how are you doing? Um, wow, this is such an interesting scale. Um, I'm always in the middle for the most part, so it's not really a bad day, but. I like the person, so it doesn't matter how the date goes, because I'm vibing with whoever I'm with. Um, yeah. That's nice. That's as detailed as I can get. Okay. We'll nice get, long walk in the park, Jill Scott style. Well, okay, we'll get you some more drinks. Roll you'll tell us the details. Oh, Preston. I, uh, I would say that my Preston, if you don't talk into the microphone, I'm going to body slam you. Hello. Sorry, 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 sorry. Okay. I would say that mine is m- middle of mid to best um you're on your first date and you're saying to yourself there are some things that i don't like but i could get over um Mm. but i want to see where it goes Ooh, talk Mm, about don't like but get over and how that bites you in the butt later Ooh, Ooh. Mm. oh karma so we're diving in deep (laughs) karma tips by karma has that ever (laughs) has that ever happened to you guys though yes oh Ooh. Okay, we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, point. If you were just interested, um, I'm we're Mariah not. Carey when she first met Nick Cannon. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> Make that motherfucker get his your name tattooed on his back. <laughs> That's where I am. Shit. That's mm. some good ass shit. Yeah, it is. If we're ever going to talk about. Or the fact that she that the last divorce she actually got with a $5 million. Yep, I'm all right, Carrie, in every situation right now. Baby. I'm <laughs> sorry. I didn't mean to cut you oh, off. Oh, no. But I was just going to say, like, if. Obviously, he whatever. There are no winners time. or losers in relationships. But there is oh, ever going to be. If there is ever going to be <laughs> yeah, one, no. Mariah Carey has won the Olympics of every single relationship she has tens, ever been in. Tens. Tens. Ten, ten, ten. The floor routine. The bars. You know who's never pol- getting a medal? Taylor Swift. Absolutely. I should have done a scale Taylor Swift to Mariah <laughs> you Carey. Have. You should have. Because that bitch needs to. <laughs> oh. But I feel like Take on likability, they're about the same. No, they're not. Mm. In my opinion. Mariah Carey I would is never beloved. like Taylor. No, Nessie Mariah Carey is a love hate. It's like, yeah, it's I like her, but no. I ain't from her. But Taylor see, Swift, I'd the never thing like is, her. is that people, even if you don't, like Mariah Carey, you still appreciate her talent. I respect There are her. people Absolutely. that don't like Taylor Swift and will never say Absolutely. she's talented. Me too. Okay. I will there's say that. A, that's me. Th- there's a difference. <laughs> I'm a Taylor Swift hater. I like think that I can love. I can. I am. She's a fucking snake. You're so cute. Well, she's it's just cute. true. I am. I'm, I'm a cute Taylor Swift hater. Um, I don't know. Like Mariah Carey, I can like love hate because she's a diva. And I, I also just, I love to watch those isolated vocals and watch her fail. But like Taylor love. Swift, like Taylor Swift, like I'll be she's like, 
so you're like hate love not I'm a love hate, hate love that but like with yeah, Taylor yeah. Swift I'm like tweeting at 2.30am about how she's like the reason for the 2016 election like I do isn't, isn't <laughs> I that politically... kind of love hate like if no. you take your time to think no. about her no I don't know because when you agree. think about it it's like Taylor had you just said just say her just name Hillary Clinton all of those white people following you would have voted for Hillary Clinton yes or would they have just written off Taylor Swift no Taylor has that much power all of them did it though. Katy Perry said something. She probably Beyonce didn't say something, something cuz Katy Perry was saying something. She didn't want to be in the same room with Katy Perry. Take, oh, and then like what kills me is that she waited until after the fact to endorse a Democrat. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yes, right. The bullshit. And so. then it didn't work. So she's no. just she's just a low ball, low end low bottom life. Feed, bottom feed fish like whatever you want to call her like shrimp. She is. Shrimp. Also, Mariah Carey has Stinky. never tried to like co-op uh, feminism for her brand or to advance her no. career. Mm-hmm. Taylor Swift tried to like take the word feminism, make it part of her music career, and then only chose the white parts of it, which girl. is problematic. Girl. Margaret. Damn, I like you, girl. Oh, I'm looking question on Margaret is woke as fuck. Are you guys going home together? Or? I, I think so. I ain't never Wait. thought about it, but... Carmen I mean. has said that she's into Sagittarius's, which is what I I am. Mm. I just say I was into it. I just end up with the motherfuckers. Best right. friend or dating. Sherry, or you both. are a Sagittarius and or you both. get on my damn nerves, Sherry. But she's the she's my baby mama. Sherry, so. let's hang out. I love Sherry. <laughs> she's coming next weekend, just so you know. Well, you mean like in a few days? You don't know what the day was. You said shit. Shut the fuck up, Carmen. <laughs> too damn early in a podcast for us <laughs> to be arguing. Alright, so today we're talking about exes um breaking up. I want to know, have you, okay, first we have to say, like, have you ever legitimately had your heart broken to the point where you were crying? Yes. yes. Margaret? <laughs> no. Lucky you. Mm, yeah. Interesting. I'm, uh, my, have you ever been in love? I want to question that. Yeah. 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 So have I, you been um, fully invested though? Have you fully invested? Yeah. I was, okay. um, I uh, was in a very like serious committed relationship with someone for like four years and like we, like we talked about like getting married, like all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like there were plans and stuff, mm. but um, I don't know. Like I, I moved to New York um, and we we ended pretty amicably, I would say. Mm, I yeah. wonder what that's like. Mm, yeah. Okay. There's, we're, we're friends. Nah, but I don't you believe know in being friends with your exes. That's, that's similar to like my heartbreak, but I really, I cried like for, uh, you know, like for five minutes. Wait, yeah. was this about the guy that I know about? Yeah. Mm, fuck that dude. Well, he still made me cry. We we're talking mm. about a situation. Those like the, were... I cried for five okay. minutes. I had a five minute cry. I'd like to say okay. I, good, good. I he's cried. queer. Yeah. Anyway, um, Preston. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, uh, I had a crying over some gay dude. Anyway, um, <laughs> you have some sad shit. I, I had a, ugly cried. too. Don't ever hold on. Let hey, me say I've this. I cried over some. At the end of the dude. day, it's still uh, my experience. I don't no. care how you feel okay. about the situation. Okay. It's my okay. experience. I'm not friend. I, about it. Listen, when you have a friend that's a cancer. They take shit a little bit more seriously than you. You could be over some shit, but they won't be over it for you. Understood. So this motherfucker was like a burnt chocolate Mr. Clean. He was chocolate. Jacked up teeth. (laughs) He had braces. Ugly. He's cute. You don't ever cry with no (laughs) ugly dude. And thank God that God had enough energy (laughs) to get you out of that situation. 
Nobody was- wants ugly godchildren. Anyway. <laughs> True. <laughs> Preston have- and I are just knitting a sweater over here. <laughs> <laughs> just knitting a sweater. I love the narrative. I love yeah. it. Oh, my yeah. God, Margaret. I love your game. <laughs> oh, that's it's game, good. baby. Yeah. This is comedy talk. Yeah. Preston was talking. I'm sorry. I'm back. Um, <laughs> sorry. I had to take a brief hiatus to knit. Um, so I, I was in a... a Quasi serious relationship, as serious as you can be in college. It's like being quasi pregnant, but okay. Mm, I mean, it felt serious at the time, and yes. I think it was serious, um, almost to the point of serious where you can make life changing decisions. Like Preston, I'm not gonna say it again. Stay in a mic. Yeah, stay in the mic. Okay, I'm just gonna take this kind of with me wherever I go. Put those knitting needles away. Yeah, sorry, 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 sorry. Okay, so I was in a pretty serious relationship in college, to the point, same as you, like thought we were getting married, et cetera, et cetera. And it was toxic. And, you know, dun, 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 I, dun, 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 I abandoned everyone oh, in my, my life. <gasps> and it, I had no friends. And I spent all my time with this person. Mm-hmm. And then I made the decision to end the relationship. Good which, for you. Smart. Good for you. you I'm so sure much. that was really Why? hard. It was that every a toxic or abusive relationship is the same narrative of you isolating yourself and being alone with this motherfucker. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was horrible. It was one of the hardest decisions I've ever made because I thought that she and I were going to get married. No. And, uh, you know, eventually it was was so toxic. There's so much to say and I don't want to get into it Mm -hmm. all right now. But at the end of it, at the end of it, you know, I said, this isn't for me. Like, I like you. I love you because you've made such a significant impact in my life you but lies so we are not right for each other and I'll, I'll i'll tell the end of the story but um when when we did break up she always would write letters like whenever you know we we were long distance at points because it was college i lived on the east coast she lived in the south so she would write me a bunch of letters so she said you know i have two letters and one for if we were to stay together and one for if you were going to break up with corny me. as wow. fuck it, it wasn't corny it was actually was really thoughtful. heartbreaking was it was fun. really heartbreaking wow. and she said you know i was really hoping that i didn't have to give you this one but here it is Damn. and should have would have right but i mean it it's both of our faults mostly hers but preston you didn't do anything wrong that's <laughs> mostly true so you know your truth president don't listen to him you know your truth thank listen you. i'm thank you the number one so cheerleader it was just sad because are, it was still. it was for me that was the first time i'd ever been in love and so mm, it was yeah. a really it was a very heartbreaking experience did she give you both letters no she only gave me the one Preston, so i have, I have no idea what the you. other said yeah when you did that and you made that decision and like while it was happening were you able to to like see the light at the end of the tunnel like even though you didn't have like other close friends at that time mm-hmm. like were you able to be like i know that it'll get better or were you just like i know i have to do this now even though i can't see mm. i can't see the uh, light could you see the it light? was it was mm. both I would say I would I could see the light because you know it was I was going into my senior year I did have friends it's right. just that I hadn't really dedicated time with them sure, the, the whole apart. you know I guess last semester which right. in college is kind of a significant amount yeah, of time yeah, in New is. York City it's not a significant amount of time <laughs> but when you only live in a vicinity of five thousand people like and you're going to mass time every day. Your, yeah. yeah and you go to chapel like uh, every thirty minutes <laughs> you know the Hogwarts bullshit yeah yeah it's so weird and then you go straight to potions it's like you know y- you you 
you feel like time is stretched out when you're in school. Mm-hmm. Right? Especially when you have so, a time turner. <laughs> like Carver's vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing those magnums, baby. Thank you, Gim, for the stretch. <laughs> Oh Me hypnotic appreciate. Do you want to name Ooh. any names? She just named hypnotic my husband. Hypnotic and who, Gim. Who stretched it out for you? Gim. No, the, oh, hip, Gim. the, Gim. Hypnot- oh, the entire Gim. hypnotic bottle. Oh, <laughs> she's a freak. <laughs> did I see you at the box the other Dude, night? did not. <laughs> Finish your story so we can move anyway, forward. Anyway, so I got the mine. letter. It was incredibly heartbreaking because we had had so many good experiences but it was just a decision that had to be made and i sobbed we both sobbed it was just it was it was really hard some but then after cry that when they're really happy over. huh some people cry when they're really happy but that's not a real yeah that's not a sob, I, w- I mean i wasn't happy you would have been like happy tears not after sobbing. that i was done you know i didn't i what I was her sign after that, that shit don't i think matter. she was a cancer too See? Which my wife is a cancer, so yeah. stay tuned. You you can't like for real. I can't date no cancer. Fuck all of them. Like they just uh, okay. They dumb and emotional as fuck. <laughs> Literally just. I just wanted to start with you. Sorry. To fuck all of them. <laughs> Preston, I just want to applaud you for having those sobbing moments um, during the school day, and then being able to pull yourself up by the bootstraps and go to Defense Against the Dark Arts at 2 p.m. I'm okay. Like you did every Tuesday, Thursday. There's nothing wrong. I'm okay. I'm ready to cast these spells. Yes. I'm ready to cast a ghoul out of a wardrobe. What's an animal that would do that? Because I think that's my Patronus. An amorphous? Oh, a Patronus. Yeah. Um, Who do I think? Oh, what's your Patronus? Right? Hmm. We'll come back to that. Something really like sleuthy and loyal and dependable. What do you call a creature like Carmen? Carmen, a fucking human. Like Maria. That one. More like a succubus. I feel pretty. Oh, so pretty. She just gave Quinn the finger, not the ring finger. The finger with the middle, with the long nail Ooh. too. Mm, they're cocaine so finger. Backstory. You only have one long nail. I do. That's inappropriate. <laughs> we know what that is. That's so inappropriate. <laughs> That's cocaine. Okay. I'm going to get my manicure soon. Like get you off. Get a me. facial. All right. There's nothing wrong with my face, you hoe. Uh, All right, Carmen. Anyway, <laughs> um, so I cried twice. Um, first one in my life. <laughs> the first time was when I was born because I was up. my bottom was smacked without my consent. What? <laughs> and the last time was when I accidentally uh, po- poked my eye. Shut the fuck up. Wait, are you talking about yourself now or Carmen? Carmen himself. himself. Mm. Um, I had a situation where I was dealing with a domestic violent relationship, and mm. um, I had to get a restraining order on him. Because he was talking to me. He was calling me. It was just like the most traumatic experience of 07. My hair fell out, blah, 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 blah. So, yeah. But it was it, like we weren't even in a relationship. We were just dating. But yeah. he took our dating very seriously. So that, yeah, of course I cried. I cried like, God, please let this motherfucker leave. <laughs> Congratulations on getting out of that. Kind of Thank thing. you. That really- and it well, was, mm-hmm. you could only, it's like you can only imagine. It's like, yeah. do I get my cousin Lonnie on this motherfucker? Well, if right? he's hitting you, why didn't you? He didn't like beat me. It was just like that a one time. It was a one time thing. It wasn't like, oh, he's constantly doing it. Right, but the, domestic violence comes in different ways. Yeah. So the manipulation, mm-hmm. the verbal Absolutely. abuse and everything. Yeah. And I was verbally abusing him back. You know what I'm saying? Horrible. Yeah. It's horrible to it see is. because it's so mm-hmm. um like almost under the covers in a way. Right. You know? But when you witness it, you know what you're seeing, but yeah. there's no way to 
We don't have words support. for that stuff yeah. yet. Yeah. We don't have yeah. words to point it out yet. And that's mm-hmm. what makes these mm-hmm. things that aren't so black and white and they're mm-hmm. a little more gray. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's acceptable when it's one part of it. Right. Um, it's That makes it really hard right. to call out for your friends and for yourself. Exactly. And when you see somebody, like if you were to see somebody hit another person in a relationship, uh-huh. you can jump in and be like, no, and if it's a dude and you're a dude, you can beat the shit out of him. Well, no, but see, there's a fine line between that because if you jump in, you run the risk of them telling on you and taking up for the person that was abusing them. Yep. Mm. So you, you have to wait in. for them That's to say. Oh. You have to wait for them to say, "I need help" or "I'm in exactly. danger" or something. Because if not, you putting yourself in danger, you end up getting hurt. But or if you try to be that friend to go talk to your friend who's getting abused, and you're like, "Hey." I know this is what's going on. Mm-hmm. That friend will go to their partner and be like, hey, so-and-so came up to me and was just talking all this stuff about this. you. And they're going to mm. get hit even more. It's just yeah. going to be... And then you put your friend, that friend gets... Mm-hmm. I think... People like, looking out. <laughs> with this, with uh, so many other things, like being able to know how to be an effective bystander and a good friend in these situations, and then also just like hitting them with those hotline numbers. Just being like, yeah. you don't want to talk to me about this? Fine. Here's a number you can call if you're ever interested. I want to see your text chance. My like, text is it just <laughs> hotlines on hotlines? Look, all my iMessages, just 1-800 numbers <laughs> all the time. You got an issue? I got a number for it. Girl. But I'm see, ready. look. Just give me the number for Popeye's chicken. Look, I got it for you. Empire. This podcast is sponsored Empire by Carpet. Popeye's. We're eating it right now. I That's wish. offensive, Margaret. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I guess it is. Because I don't We're eat fried chicken. Fast I don't eat fried chicken. Get okay, out, Margaret? My, you don't. I kind of like Popeye's. I, I eat baked salmon, okay? They're Ooh. literally chicken nuggets on the table. Yeah, they're chicken nuggets and fries. They're from last week. Oh, no, oh they're from last don't week. Don't judge us. But, okay. uh, <laughs> <laughs> but look, no, seriously. Um, it started off with like verbal abuse and just like the manipulation thing. Oh, yeah, talk about but it. But what killed it was when he choked me, he bit my face, and then he ran. Because mm. I swung on a motherfucker, but he ran. <laughs> And he got in his car. Don't laugh. <laughs> so I had an advocate. I don't mean to laugh, but <laughs> he bit you? He bit me on the face. He bit me on the cheek. After and he, he choked you? Yes. <laughs> Carmen, he me and he bit your me. face looks amazing. Thank you. I see the I bite heal. marks, though. No, you don't. <laughs> what? Did he bite you hard? He, uh, isn't it it weird? wasn't like super isn't hard, but it he weird? Bit. Do, but isn't it very, very disturbing and weird when someone bites you? Like, <laughs> did you? I don't. I gotta say, I wait, assume that anybody who's biting a face wait, is on meth. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> meth. Did you Absolutely. realize he had bitten you as he bit you, or did you realize after the fact? No, when he was doing it. Because I remember when I was in was school, it sexually related. I, no. Okay. When I was in school, I got into a fight with an older kid, and I wasn't gonna let him like just hit me, so I was hitting him back, and he wasn't ready for it. So as a last resort, he bit me, and a uh, teacher came and broke us up or whatever. And then I was like walking, and I felt my butt. I was like, "Why does my butt oh, hurt?" God. This motherfucker bit me in the ass. Holy shit! <laughs> That's where that oh god phrase started. That's where the phrase bit me in my fucking ass. I was like, you low down punk ass bitch. He bit you in the ass though. Damn. Damn. He wanted a taste. Clearly. (laughs) Clearly he did. So I was assaulted. You were? Yeah, you absolutely were. Me too, me. All right, anyway. I do like uh, you guys by my Carmen, Sorry. we were choked out. And then, but did you start this fight? Like, did you start swinging? So this, shut the fuck up. Carmen, it is a legit. 
question. No, so this is the thing. We were, um, I told him that we needed space because he was just too much in my face. So he, so he showed up at my house anyway. He was like, Carmen, I just want to be with you. Can we talk about he's on his knees? Carmen, I'm asking you nicely. I'm like, no, I don't want to deal with you. I can't deal with this. You're too much. I ask you for space, and then you're trying to find a reason to come over. Oh, I got into a fight with my mom. I need somewhere to stay. Can I come over? It's just like, nigga, leave me alone. So he's on his knees, and he's like, Carmen, please, please. I'm like, no. So that's when he got up and choked me and stuff, and then he ran. But what the sad part about it was. <laughs> Did you literally like, ran God. or walked away? He ran. He ran into his car. <laughs> so the ironic part is, first, he worked with me. Oh, God. <laughs> so oh that's the first thing. <laughs> but you also got to also <laughs> shut the fuck up. You have to pay attention to warning signs because I'm um, jump. He told me that he was crazy and that he's a joker. <laughs> but you know, it's like he's silly. He, he choked you, bit you, and then ran. Like you were gonna chase after him. I need to know what was happening in his brain that he's literally on his knees begging, and then you the say no, and he hops crazy. up, chokes you, bites you, flees. <laughs> He's out. He's crazy. He used to call me and say, Carmen, you better call me back. I'm about to drink some witch hazel right now. <laughs> like, he was crazy. I want to talk about, so um, as we all know, we're all living and existing in this amazing, like, patriarchal, misogynist society. I want anyone saying that men are the superior gender and sex They're not. to just take... Take a look at this man. Not. This man that we are describing. I work at I work the pinnacle with, of masculinity. I work with high school students all the time, and I tell them, like the boys and the girls, for some reason, you guys are told that the boys are to be dominated. When all the intelligent comments come from you, ladies. Mm. All you ladies get here on time. You guys, you guys have the funniest jokes that make sense. Mm -hmm. You guys have the best form in terms of the exercises mm -hmm. I'm giving you. Like, literally women consistently have better skills. Like, if I were going to m make a comp, like a corporation, all of my, like, Ooh, advisors yeah. and, like, yes. the people in charge to start it, all of them are going to be women. I have only ever worked in women-centered spaces and I have no regrets. Wow. I, I love my who, my best bosses. I see the downfall of all men. My best bosses have all been women. Administration. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I had one really cool male boss, but for the most part, all of my good bosses have been women. Mm -hmm. And then watching them sort of take down the patriarchy and shit like that. You know what's funny though? I've heard that I remember years ago someone said that women being a boss, they see this is the stereotype that they won't make the most logical decisions because there'll be some like if there's a woman that's under them they'll feel like they have to be in competition or something like that. And so it's just like, you know, I'm going to be harder on you because you're under me and I'm the woman, so I have to be the prime, I have to be the only woman. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I remember hearing that kind of stereotype years ago. This is before women were really on the rise like we are now. I think mm -hmm. women were on a rise then, but it's, you know, the, the mindset is totally different now. Well, but I, I think that, that in the workplace, women are hard on women. That's for sure. Um, but I... I, I I don't know that I view that as a bad or a good thing. I think it's it's tough for sure, but men definitely favor men at work. Um, and women... Well, straight men favor straight men. Right. Yeah. So, uh, I don't men know. Men only favor women that they're sexually attracted to. That's what the conclusion I follow. Yeah. 
I think I that like you that. can be right about a lot of that. And also, what is a good Press point? Press offended. Oh, I'm Preston not offended. Like I just, it. I have never heard that before. I didn't think You didn't that. hear that? You work, did you work in a corporate job? Yeah, I do work in corporate. Oh, the only, when work. I did have male bosses, like the only ones that would ever give me like jobs or assignments and stuff did were the ones that were calling me baby. favor women oh, that they're sexually attracted really? to? Really? Yes. Okay, I heard men favor men who they're sexually. No women, no. Okay. But that's also oh, true. That's also probably okay. true. Okay, okay. Men, but with say your their... comment again. Oh, uh, so okay. Well, the point that I just made when I did have male bosses, the only ones who would like give me assignments or things to do, like when I was in New Orleans, were like the ones who were also calling me baby and like commenting on what I was wearing. Which so why? Why? Because they're um like misogynists. Like I was young. Men, men in power, they have that. Yeah. And th- that's well, because times that's up, the world. Right. Time's up for real. And then I also want to make the point that, yeah, women can be harder on women in the workplace because, like, a lot of women are, like, under um, the umbrella of the patriarchy. Oh, yeah. Um, and are also misogynist sometimes. So, like. Oh, yeah. Which is why they wouldn't vote for Hillary. They voted for Trump. Yeah. And mm. point in case, white women, the woke. The what? Worst of all time, woke. Whoa. <laughs> Y'all need me. <laughs> What's we woke? do need you. I can't I believe I just her. got school. Damn. Y'all, need Y'all need me. Uh-huh. What is that? Margaret's the most viable white person we've had on the show. Oh, so, my God. So not Yeah, Maggie? this is amazing. Maggie. You trying to start some mess. Can somebody tell me what woat is? She just, she just said, said it. it. Pay so attention. Woat. So you know how you have goat greatest of all time? Uh, you ever heard that? Like, uh, yes, 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 yes. Like yes, Barack Obama's the I'm that yeah, Michael far. Jordan. Michael Jordan's I'm that the goat. Far, yeah. Okay, good. So the woat, worst of all time. Um, People we could talk about. Um, uh, number forty-five. Uh, number forty-five. Uh, uh, Friday, Rebecca Black. Mm. Bad song. Whoa. Quote. Oh, you know my favorite oh, yeah. thing to do is. Oh, I feel bad about that now. On a sweet no, no, girl, no. Rebecca. Bla- I'm so sorry. No, no, no. She's no, just no, trying to. No make one even it. knows oh, who she is. If I, I want I to get on my bit. husband's last that. fucking nerve, I'll just say, Alexa, play Friday, and she'll just yeah, do. That's rude. Whoa, whoa. Oh my god. Friday. He's like, quit the making stuff. Quit the making stuff. It isn't stop. It isn't stop. And Alexa won't listen to him because he has an accent, and so. It'll just be blasting, and Wait. he'll just like Alexa. Wait, does make Alexa it stop. not <laughs> does Alexa not respond well to non-American accents? Or you English have accents? to see the thing about the Alexa is that she has to get used to your voice. Oh. She on I see. our our system, she's used to hearing my voice. Uh-huh. I keep telling him that he has to keep talking to her so he she recognizes his voice so when he says alexa it's with this weird so (laughs) i'm not down with alexa she freaks me out well okay so that was the first time i cried she controls everything with alexa (laughs) (laughs) second time i cried oh my okay bring it back sorry (laughs) second time i cried was when i had this on and off again relationship for basically 10 years with a guy who i thought like i was gonna marry and he was we talked and talked he found a job here in New York with me, so he moved. We looked for rings and everything. And, he had and a then Valentine's inside. Day, it was like the worst Valentine's Day ever. And then mm. some things just came up. And it's like, yo, I invested time. Even though when I let go, you made me pull back. So it's like, all right, I'm here. And you still fuck this shit over? Bitch. So yeah. I cried for five minutes. I was like, but I felt that whole. Something is off of me now. Like, I, I felt mm-hmm. the release. Really, it felt like it was a dark cloud every day dealing with him and stuff. Like, but I, it's like, I didn't know what it was. I felt like I was crying on the inside, but I wasn't crying. It was crying. your gaydar going off. Shut up. 
So then once it was, okay, you know what? I can't do this. You want me to accept everything that comes with you? And you could have told me this a while ago so I can make a full decision about how I want to handle this before you moved here. And so I was just like, okay. So it was a lot of shit. Okay, it was a plethora of things, Quentin. So don't start with me. But um, you cannot confirm or deny. I'm not gonna confirm or deny anything that he's saying because he was not there. He doesn't know what the conversation was. Right. Fuck you. But um, I also yeah, I cried. <laughs> I did cry because it was it was a lot to take. Because we've been we were close friends before we were dating, and then we were dating. We were on and off again, but we always had a close relationship and stuff. So it's like, and we have so many mutual friends, and mm-hmm. everybody. Even us, we thought like, okay, this is the one. I'm gonna get married, blah blah blah. And wow. I don't know what the future is. I honestly don't. I don't know what God. I, I has. know. Me and God. Me and oh, God got and that God. online. Okay. You ain't. You ain't about to marry that gonna, motherfucker. I'm not gonna predict the future. Like, I am. Do you feel like Carmen that you've been able to like find that person again? Like not even romantically. I, no, but I you said that you were yeah. best friends. So have you found that, friends no more. Clo- that cog? Not life? not like with him. Okay, I don't have that yeah. same. I th- I think that's going to be a unique relationship that we're always sure. going to have. Okay, sure. Yeah. You're not, but that relationship but is over. Like Carmen. even when I moved forward with the last guy that I was dating and stuff uh-huh. like that, who is now my ex, because that's the topic we're talking about. Right. Um, you know, it was like okay, I see it. Like I, I, I'm always optimistic, so I believe that there's something for me. Everything happens for a reason. You should so love it yourself. Is what it is. You should love yourself. Yes. I do. And kick that ex to the curb. I did. One thing I will Done say though it. is like, isn't it nice to have something that uniquely ties you to that person, regardless of the fact that it that it ended poorly? I'm the no, only. No, I mean I'm yes the only and cancer no. on this podcast. I'm going eat so shit gonna, right now. So he's going. He's going to say no. No. He's going to say no. Leave that motherfucker in the dust. I'm going to say no for now because there's still. I don't want to keep holding on to something. Sure. That I don't think I need to hold on to because there's well, baggage. There's memories of we're supposed to move this way. If y'all, we're looking up engagement rings and shit like that. We're supposed to be moving mm-hmm. to a certain place. And I agree you with gave you. Me, you gave me reasons to think that that's not where we're going now, and I've concluded that's where we're not going. And I don't. I don't want to keep flirting with the idea of like we may go back there so i have to block that out and well i don't forward. mean necessarily to that person and you want that person back in your life but as you know i think that i think that people always not always i think that people normally tie their future relationship experiences back to their previous relationships i think we, we can, do comparisons right? but and so why can't we just say like that was something that we have with that person whether it's yes. an element of yes. friendship whether it's an, a, a piece of the relationship a and say learned. like I don't think that we're all that emotional beings and you a have lesson to know, you learned have to know your, you have or to know a situation your burned but it might not even be a sure. bad thing it might be something really really nice are you nice friends with all home. your exes you sound like you're friends with all your exes I'm not okay good for you yeah. alright no. I, I know, I know like, Jocelyn not putting up with that She's no, the down. thing is, my nature is I would be down. like I absolutely yeah. would be. So Jocelyn definitely shut. You know, shit my down. fucking husband had like four of his exes at our fucking wedding, yeah. and I had to be oh. okay Preston, with that shit. I'm the same way. I'm I'm yeah. friends with my major ex. The actually, well, the friends, only reason yeah. I'm not friends with my ex, who was that the one, one that I thought that I was going to wow. marry, is because somebody came into her life and shut it down. Good. And well, she she mm. would we would like she would see me in secret like a couple oh. of times like we would meet up and she'd say hey let's catch up let's get coffee whatever and we'd meet up and it would be great and we'd have fun Mm-mm. and she'd say oh you know Nick oops doesn't really know that I'm here blah 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 
and then it just kind of shut she down. Wasn't I don't like that. She wasn't over you. Right. Over you. Right. She's Which not. I mean, because if she was over you, she would have had the same confidence that my bold, slipping ass <laughs> husband would have had, where he was like, "No, Quentin, I'm legit friends with this person. Like, we're not. We don't have that anymore. It's strictly a friendship, and you have them? to deal with it." He fucked them. Carmen. I agree. So that's a whole thing. I, I think you. that if someone um, is able to be completely honest about like what their relationship is now with their ex and like maybe their right. friends or they 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 have like a certain bond, then that can be okay. But like right. that shit is shady that you're describing, Preston. But that that I'm, that I'm element still, of it, it was shady. That. But what about, I will say, well, okay. I will say Bookmark, that like well, there are things from that relationship that are unique to that relationship sure. that I don't Absolutely. have in my marriage. Yes. And they're not something that I'm yearning for or anything like that. It's They'd just that like, no, not at all. It's just that it made that relationship really special and I don't have that now. But that's okay. Mm -hmm. And that's not something that I looked for in my next partner. Okay. Ooh, I love that. Respect. I love that because like every every person in our life is different. And mm -hmm. we can't just like look for people to fit the same puzzle pieces mm -hmm. as the people from before. Mm -hmm. That doesn't work. No. I don't know, but like it, it goes along with the whole can you truly be friends with someone of the opposite sex? And I asked that <laughs> real easy for me. I mean, yeah, you. Was like, That's whatever. interesting, Carmen. I, but I, the reason why I say that is because there are people in your life who... I just got on my own podcast. You set it up for yourself. I know. I just want to point it out that it happened. Though. Okay. And I did it. Thank you, Carmen. Carmen Jones. Carmen's a gay basher. Carmen Golden sponsored, Child Jones. Sponsored by all the fast food restaurants Oh, not Popeyes? Not Popeyes? <laughs> not Popeyes. <laughs> so look. Who else do you sponsored by everyone <laughs> but Popeyes. But no, it, it's the idea of you have this male, you have this male friend, and you genuinely are genuinely are friends with him. But if he had the opportunity to have sex with you, he would, or he's had sexual thoughts about you before. So, and, and I'm and I'm attesting to, I had a friend I was close friends with for twelve years. I saw him as my brother. Like he always looked out for me. We talked about our own relationships, blah blah. blah. A night happened in college. We Whoa. had some liquor, and he fucked me. And he said, "I've been waiting to do this for years." But I'm sure he's not the only one. Did you consent? That's so interesting, Carmen. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh-uh. If you're drunk, you can't consent. I mean, I consent to the moment. It was like, oh, shit, there it go. All right. Okay, you consent. Had you ever thought of him in that way? Right. Had Did you I ever thought of him Never. You ever, you'd never thought I never of him thought in that of him. way? How was it, though? Way. It was cool. Nice. Okay. I he, so, he, but then he got like addicted and he wanted to... Anyway. Oh, but then I'm he wanted wait, to continue the relationship. He got addicted. What? He got addicted. Wait. Like oh, he okay. wanted more. Tell us her name. Him? What you mean? What? No, tell us your. Oh. What's the name? What's her name? I'm pointing to her vagina. Hypnotic. Mm. <laughs> he was hit. I was listening. That, that was not. That was not what I was trying to go for, though. But what I'm saying I think is, you were. Is <laughs> what I'm saying is there, and I'm and I'm not basing my decision on just him. But I just know I'm aware that there are guys who they would think past friendship. And they see you a certain way. So it's like, are you genuinely my friend? Or if at any point in time we're alone and I give you that red flag, you know, I give you that green flag, whatever, the green light or whatever, yeah. you go. So are you really being my friend? Have, or are you just looking for I have for gay friends like that that I kind of have to limit my interactions with. Okay. I, Did you call them friends though still? In my head, no. Okay. But, but I'm not going to be like, hey, we're not friends anymore. Like, Got you. you know, right? I, I feel that. I, I just know. keep my distance. Maybe I'm yeah. naive, but like I have so many straight 
male friends. They all want to fuck you. They do. No, I don't think that they you do. You don't want to believe that they do. I don't think that they do. I, I had a friend literally I'm on tell your me. Side. You're on my side. Thank you, mm-hmm. Preston. Um, I, like three weeks ago, literally one of my guy friends, he's a comedian, and I'm not trying to put him on blast, but she said to him. me, said to me, um, Margaret, I cannot imagine you flirting with someone. And I was like, oh, you are 0%. Not only are you saying like we're just friends, but you are saying that you cannot at all imagine me as a sexual being. And I was like, oh, that doesn't make me feel good. But you don't think that was kind of a test either to see, to be like, oh, really? Well, check this out. Like, you don't Do you think, think that it was? was? I don't I think it was. Them. I wouldn't I, put it past I'm them. I'm now on Carmen's side. I'm on your side because I personally veer to be friends with females. Mm. Um, yeah. That's just more natural for me. And I'm really not sexually attracted mm-hmm. to most women that I meet. Okay. Um, Do I? Okay. It de- for me, that comment depends on who said it. If it's who I think it is, I don't think it was meant to be a, an insult or anything like that, like a desexualization of you. Who do you think it was? There was whispering. There was whispering. Nope, you're wrong. Oh, okay. It wasn't yep. that person. Uh, so he wants to confirm. So he doesn't want to fuck On you. Carmen's ah. side, on Carmen's side, it's not him. Okay. You know, it, I think at sometimes that, as a male who is friends with mostly females but also also straight, oh, it's really hard to determine as a woman in that kind of relationship what is this kind of thing so you put these kind of subtle tones out there to test if that person feels something for mm-hmm. you because yeah. you're aware of the situation assuming he's smart mm-hmm. you know but you know you know how this person kind of looks at you and thinks about you and ultimately friend zones you first because they know that's your zone with most girls that you're in. But get this shit. I've had to friend. I have had to friend zone straight guys. Whoa. What? Because they'll say some shit to me that I'm just like. They're not straight. Well, it's not that they're straight. I really feel like they may question there's a spectrum. Shit. Yeah, And that's I feel I like there's like an experimentation thing. And I think that a lot of. Um, there are a significant number of straight guys who they're they're more open than they were willing to admit. Like they know that they Sexuality favor spectrum, women. Maybe. They're gonna date women, stuff like that. But they find a guy attractive. A hand is a hand. Absolutely. Or is a orf. Like you get what I'm saying. And I think a lot of straight guys like having people attracted to them, mm-hmm. or it gives them like confidence. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So. I've had a few situations where guys that I'm befriending and stuff like that, because I have a lot of straight male friends, but when I'm first getting to know them, it's like, it's like this weird, like grace period where I'm just kind of like, not, I don't want to say cold, but I'm just like, I'm not going to be quintensity right now because yeah. I don't know I what your angle I, is. Because yeah. I've been in too many fucking situations where a guy is straight and then all of a sudden you know, I'm open to experimenting and I'm just thinking to myself, mm-hmm. I'm not a hooker though, so get the fuck away from me. <laughs> the fuck? Or yeah. this whole like mind fuck of like being flirted with and you're being confused and then it's like you're talking yourself out of allowing yourself to be attracted to this person only to find out that they're bi and so you've just literally wasted a year mm-hmm. of like, like all that, that shit used to happen to me all the time when I was straight. 
Did I say when I was straight? You did. <laughs> when I was younger, like <laughs> young and straight. Yeah, no, I was never straight. You never straight with him? N- never. I came out of my mom's he vagina was, and I was like, never the ass. fuck again. Felt on my booty. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, felt on my, my booty in Chicago at a loft. <laughs> Wait, what happened? He felt on my booty in the bathroom at the loft. On Ashley. I remember. He was grinding on me. He wanted this shit so No, I didn't. It, but it, it did feel good. But Preston I... and I have finished knitting <laughs> yes. the blanket. We have. This is ongoing game. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. Let me bring it back. Let me bring it back. When he was but straight. Like, <laughs> when I was younger, but like. Keyword. Boom. And I've even had situations recently uh-huh. where a person, where a guy, a straight guy thought that because I work in the entertainment industry that I can help his career. So they do this whole, like what mm. we call gay baiting. Yes. Where they flirt with you because they think that you'll do, and I'm not like that. Mm. And also it's like, you really think I'm that stupid and that you're that attractive that I, Seriously. Quentin, yes. who's been hitting, like hitting in the gym and like, I mean, you've seen my fucking hut, like, I don't know. If yeah, you've seen Quinn, like, Quinn, I just, you're like, hot. I've never seen your husband, but I'm assuming that he's very hot. He's and yeah, beautiful. that's offensive of these. Carmen, is my husband boys. fine? Sexy as a motherfucker. Like, I can't even stay mad at this motherfucker because it's like he'll be going off, and then I'll be looking at him, like, damn. I wish he would stop talking so we can get back to banging. <laughs> like, that's love. That's love. But like, it just it's infuriating because it's like. Do you think I'm stupid because I'm gay, or do you just think I'm naive because I've been super nice? Like, what is it? Like, it's a little bit of both. Uh, yeah, it's, it's so just annoying. really annoying. But guys will play this role of, oh, you don't like me like I like you. You not feel it's like they play that game just to be like, oh no, I really do. Let me prove this to you, and then they go right in. So it's like you got to be careful when your friend, the comedian guy, when he says certain things, because I feel like is he's just trying to see where you're going to go with that. It's like he's giving you something. Testing the waters. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I don't think so. Now no, I feel I so bad or maybe, I agree. Or maybe. Yeah, I don't think he, we really truly are just friends. I said that about some, I'm not trying to base my opinion off of the, my experiences, but I've said that and I've seen people say that about people who they never, because they never saw that. Right. You have no idea what's going through his head. He could tell you one thing, mm-hmm. but he's, he's thinking hurting. and feeling something else mm-hmm. totally different mm-hmm. but guys have the yeah. poker face guys have a poker face they will act and f- give you this illusion like it's nothing it's, they don't care whatever yep. but they're undressing you the yeah. whole time they're looking yep. at maybe you. although guys i have to say i i just don't want to i don't want to make myself completely the victim i've like friend zoned every guy that i've ever ended up dating that's fine first. you can friend so, zone so that's that's can i ask true. can i ask a question is yeah someone ask friend, a question oh my god is he are most of his friends girls, or is he yeah, like a lot a of his guy? a lot of his friends are girls. Okay, so that's a thing. not all them. I, I yeah. want to denounce something that you said <laughs> uh-huh. about undressing girls. I really, really, really do not do that. Have never not been you. that kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Seriously, and and I think that guys who are friends with girls understand that mm-hmm. that is really not okay. okay you know and it, and you when you're friends with girls you understand where girls are coming from you understand this yes I, you know yes. you know what i mean and you approach women with respect and i think he's definitely doing that but again there's this this fearfulness that Don't comes with it past him. 
there's a feelfulness that comes with it. I won't put anything past him. Right. But he, mm. he's probably I love that like afraid to, to approach a situation yeah. and be like, hey, I really like you. Like, I want to see where it goes. Because the he idea of rejection, that's the other thing. When girls are, when, when you're friends with girls, you know how girls are. Like, girls talk to girls. Girls are friends. And especially if you're in a group, uh-huh. you're going to be attracted to one person, right? Like, right. that's kind of how it is. And so he's probably attracted to you. And you guys may, I don't know. No, I, I okay. I'm shaking my head. I'm gonna give it a year. Oh, okay. give it a year. <laughs> so, um, truly, 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 just BFFs. Okay. okay. I, I believe you. Okay. Um, I believe you. Yeah. Something that yeah, I everyone believes right. me, Margaret. So something that I just started doing, actually, as a married person, is I started undressing other people. Whoa. Why? Why? <laughs> I don't know, but I never knew what that was. So until recently, just that you've seen it. since then. Can you guys define what it means to like undress people? Like I want to sti- know if I'm like, doing that. For me, I won't you see that dick, girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> body and that I used to have a habit of like, and this is like my therapist actually talked me out of it because she was like, uh-huh. when you fight that, it just turns into like this nasty thing. Whereas mm. you could just like sit in the moment mm. and let it pass. Okay. So you don't need to be ashamed of like, your sexuality. For example, there's a guy. Uh-huh. That me and you both know, Margaret. Oh. <laughs> we don't know this person that well. Um, but the guy has an unusually large butt. Mm-hmm. Like, he's a muscular built guy. And at first, I looked at it, I was like, why is that so big? Like, it doesn't make any sense. And then, one day, I was like, well, let me just sit in this. So, it was nice like baby. thinking of what the guy looked like undressed or whatever. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I kept thinking about it. I was like, yeah, but that's a lot of body hair. And that's, mm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it would be like, that'd be weird. Like, cause it's like, he's a decent height, but his proportions are kind of midgety. Like really going in about what this guy could look like naked, you know? And then it was done. Like there was no, like, we had that moment. So there but was, like old back. Quentin would have kept fighting it, kept mm, fighting it, kept fighting it. And so and every then time you see him, it would have been, I would have thought about sex right away. As opposed to... Where did you do this? Did you, like, think about this at home or in class? Because that is a lot to think about. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay, Mark. I'm going to get you back. No, I'm joking. I would never. It's fine. No, it was in class. You can't really undress... some. Like, I feel like if you're undressing someone in your head at home... Yeah. You're sexualizing them. That's next step. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's next step. step. You took them home with you. You took them home with you. And there's... That's a good point. I won't say it on air because I don't want to embarrass people, but there's clearly people that I'm just like hmm, that might be fun if, you know, things were different, you know? I think that's so fair to think about. Like, we shouldn't be ashamed of having those thoughts or try to, like, yeah, like what your therapist said. But the reason why I got to that point was that when I first started dating my husband, my husband's French, and in France, their views on sex are completely different. Mm -hmm. Oh, right, right. Because they don't have the same, like, Guillaume says that everyone, regardless of their religion, has some type of like shame brought in when mm. it comes to sex. Mm. Like you have these rules about sex. Like you don't just like grow up and develop your own viewpoint. Like you're given a viewpoint and then you struggle with it. So it's like, are you going to wait till marriage? Are you going to like, you know, like there's no like our generation. I don't th- like the older men- millennials and generation X. We're not really the, the group that's like experimenting sexually. Like I didn't have my first sexual encounter until I was like 22. 
Because mm-hmm. I'm a late as bloomer. Mm-hmm. We love Meanwhile, my fucking no, husband has literally like been to the Cirque du Soleil of like. Don't do him. No, don't he's do him. Experience. Don't do him. He's experienced. Trying to put him out there. No. It's okay. It's different. No, he's trying to say that he was loosey goose before he got with her. She tells me stories. I'm just like, you're joking. He's like, no, it's normal. I'm like, okay. Quentin's husband, I celebrate your sexuality. Yeah. So. <laughs> Long story short, like I had to go through the process of removing the shame I associated yeah, with absolutely. sex because it's like, yes, I'm married, but we're not going to be in, like avoiding. Like if you see someone that's attractive, male or female, you're going to take note of that. And my mentality would be like, even if it was a pretty woman, it'd be like, she's pretty. no, I'm not looking at her. Like, right. right. Well, I, I have to, I can identify with your situation because I, I talked to my mom about this like two weeks ago, but every single day I come Wait, from- is your no, it was your mother-in-law that said. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. What did she uh, say? Uh, okay, on a complete aside, my mother-in-law at any given point apparently can make herself orgasm by her own mind. So Iconic. Yeah, she is, she is a legend. I think I could do that too. I and it's like, okay, so you do that <laughs> while I'm telling the story. Let's see. Okay, okay I'm going to yeah. watch. I'm okay. going to set a timer for 40 <laughs> seconds. Yeah. 40 I Give think that's too a long. A minute oh, and a half. Okay. 90 seconds. So I would say, I talked to my mom about this a couple weeks ago, but my mom, every single day, my parents are, my mom is conservative. My dad is not as conservative, but very objective. Describe conservative. Um, my mom, I think she has a view of more traditional gender roles, mm. mm-hmm. uh-huh. but um, is is smart enough to be able to identify that like her view isn't everyone's view, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So like she voted for Hillary, even though she's traditionally Republican. Mm. Right. So, uh, and my dad is Republican too, but also voted for Hillary. So that's, that's my parents. Yeah. They're, they're really great people. Love them. So happy to have grown up under them. But my mom, both of my parents were not, they didn't grow up in conservative homes. And so, my mom, her big thing whenever my brother and I were growing up was that we shouldn't have sex until we were married. And literally every single day until uh, from like middle school until 20 plus, she would just say, don't have sex. That was her thing. Every day? Every single day. My like, mom was the complete out? fucking opposite and it scared the wow. shit out of me. Yeah. So mom, that's the thing. It's like I was so afraid of intimacy. Yeah, and that's what has hold that it held me back in my marriage and in mm-hmm. relationships, etc. Um, and I kind of forget what I was saying, but I didn't have my I didn't I haven't slept with anyone except Orgasm. for my wife. Orgasm. And I I didn't um, yeah, I didn't have any sexual experience until I was actually not even like masturbation or anything. Of or course I masturbated because oh, okay. I am a dude like in I mean I don't know, some of they don't know what that do. We're all dudes sometimes. when it comes you, to right. that. I think I right. tried masturbating when I was like three. Really? Like, what does this do? Yeah. Preston, how do you feel like you you've been able to like work on like do you do you feel like that's gotten like you've been able to work out of that? It's a hundred percent gotten better. I think, you know, it's something I'm aware of. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a thing. And it's something that I still have to conquer. Like right. I really am not comfortable being nude. That is something that I'm like, mm-hmm. why am I not I was the same way. Right. Right. And so I'm still working through that. that. Even at that. home. Like I if I like get out of the shower, I have to exit the bathroom in a towel. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like I yeah. just don't want 
my parts exposed. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, I'll have sex with the lights on. We will experiment, whatever it is. Like, mm-hmm. if we want to try it, we'll try it. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But I still am working through that yeah you know comfort in my own body and in an intimate situation and the only way to get through that is they call it exposure therapy where you literally test to see how you feel about something wow i don't know there was a therapy for that yeah I mean, you don't go to a professional, like, you can do right. it with a... Yeah, you're well, talking about just term. the idea right. of exposure therapy, right. yeah. of, of exposing yourself to the thing that you're afraid of. And it of. could be as yeah. simple as, like, just being in a locker room and dropping my towel and put my under, putting absolutely. my underwear on, but mm-hmm. I refuse. Mm-hmm. I absolutely won't do that. For me, what I had to do, because, um, like, it's something that you really have to force yourself to do. Um, in Europe, half of the beaches are, like, fucking nude beaches, so what... I was like, okay, well, let's just go to a new beach. So we went three times. The first time I was there, I was wearing a Speedo. Everyone else was naked. I was like, okay, great. Second time, I took the Speedo off, but I had a towel on. And then the third time, I was like able to like sit there five minutes, but naked. And then I was like, mm, okay. And then <laughs> <laughs> but like, Good no, you, but Quinn. like. That's awesome. Baby steps. Yes, That's great. Steps it it's like, right. you gradually have to like really because it's like you have a fear that you can't explain and you don't know what it is and you have to expose yourself in a way to realize that the fear like nothing's gonna happen like yeah do you get what i'm saying yeah absolutely like i will never i don't know if i'll ever be able to take like a new yoga class or no i like the only time i'm walking around the apartment nude is like when i'm home by myself and even then, like, I know people can't really see through the windows, but if I'm, like, all the way far back in the one side of the apartment and I see that the shades in a completely different room are open, I'll freak out and run. It's like, mm-hmm. Quentin, they can't see that. It, like, you know what I'm saying? I, like, it's I just. Like that. I remember being that way because I, I grew up, like, my mom, she was just very strict. She had a conservative. You know, my, my family was like that. Mm-hmm. So, but I don't know. I was always different. And I started, you know, being around people who were just like, accept yourself. I had these, all these sister circles coming up and everything. So I'm kind of like, okay. And also being self conscious about being a curvy girl. Like, I was, of course, much bigger in my eyes than I am because I lost weight but it was just like being self-conscious about my body my roles and all this other stuff I didn't want to see myself naked I, I, I did not but now I'm at a place shit when I, when I once I walk through the door I just take it off Hell let yeah. it breathe I do or even a skirt I had this mindset and maybe it's trashy I don't know but I, I wear a skirt <laughs> sometimes I'm like shit if the wind blow it is what it is whatever they see whatever That's I amazing. see amazing I, I'm sorry well, I'll say this real fast but like my husband will do shit like not wear underwear under his pants or like Mm -hmm. just walk around in a shirt i mean with like no shirt on like just even when i went to visit my in-laws like my nephews and him and my uh all the men are walking around with like no shirts on and in their underwears and i'm just like i'm not gonna join them in this I'm gonna stay in my sweatshirt, my sweatpants, my socks. It, but I think it takes it takes a matter of time. See, I worked with younger girls. I worked with teenage girls for like t- ten plus years, and it's always about love yourself, find your beauty, blah 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 blah. And I'm gonna be honest. There were times in my college years and stuff I sent nude pictures of myself to certain guys I was dating uh-huh. and everything. Yeah. And so I got to a point like recently, I'm just like I'm sending these pictures of these parts of my body, but I never sat and looked at myself. I never looked at, Ooh, I never so marveled my yeah, body. Absolutely. They marvel it. They love whatever. They love stretch marks, whatever. Uh-huh. But I never looked at myself. So I sat in the mirror butt naked Ooh, and yeah, I just Carmen. looked at myself and I was like, 
you're beautiful. I started talking to myself. I looked at every part of my body that I did not like, that I was ashamed of, and I found beauty in every single part of it. And I'm not saying this is an exercise mm. everyone has to do. I think everyone should do it. I did that. I, I think I, everyone I, should do I, it. I call it the like, Carmen I, Challenge. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like I wrote a letter to myself. I voice recorded myself talking to myself yeah. in the mirror Carmen, about every beautiful. part. Sexy ass. But I, I, you, you have to. You do have to. And because you don't want to be defined by what somebody else said about you. I have right. all these guys like, I'm not going to say all these guys, but the people that I've sent pictures to are just like, oh shit, you this fat ass fat, that's fat, blah, blah, I like this, I love the stretch marks. And it's like, great. But I never really saw that in myself. Mm-hmm. I'm only going by what you said about me. But what mm-hmm. do I say about myself? And that outside, like that external mm-hmm. validation, that can be nice for 30 minutes, for yeah. a couple days. It's, but it's not going to stay with you. And you, we can't rely you on can external validation. You can say everything that you see about me, but if yes. I don't see it in myself. You have to see right. it in you. Yeah. And then all that external shit, everyone telling you that your body is trash for this reason, your body is exactly. great for this reason. It's like, that all goes poop, away because it's coming that from just, in here. That just acts everybody out yeah. and compliments. Yeah. You know, it's just like... Like you get that it's like you get all these compliments about how beautiful you are but you get that one that one disclaimer is like oh but you're too dark but you're mm-hmm. this but you have freckles but you had mm-hmm. acne problem but mm-hmm. your hair is like this this is like it's like fuck everything else what everybody else said Absolutely. but if i define who i am first and i know who i am and if i know that i'm beautiful and i know that even in my roles i'm still gorgeous even when i lose weight i'm still gonna have that same mindset and con- you know and confidence yeah. regardless of what my size is that's what matters so you gotta take that time for yourself to do that so you could you know but that took years of being around girls and empowering them so you've had an ex- a few experiences on a nude beach or a few experiences here and there with your wife but i get i can guarantee that after a while you continue to do that stuff or be in different surroundings, it'll start to shift. It's just baby steps. Don't rush the process. It's like sometimes we put an expectation on where we feel like we're supposed to be in our mind with our body or with our mindset. Mm-hmm. But it's like give yourself time. Pace yourself. Yeah. And it's okay. So I completely agree with that. I'm not paying you, though. Because I was already told <laughs> that. I paid shit. Carmen. <laughs> I, went this, to, I went to like a really... Um, I've talked about this on this podcast before. Maybe... Did I talk about this last time? What you talk about, girl? Oh, well, I've d- okay. So I've talked about how I like only really have like worked in women-centered spaces. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason for that is because like I went to a high school where like every girl literally was either like had like an eating disorder mm. or was like doing some other like weight controlling thing, like a really toxic environment. Why was that your high school environment? Why was that my high school environment? I think because I went to like a large public high school yeah. in Southern Illinois, um, like it's a whole thing. It but basically, whole like clip, women, women are absolutely like second class citizens in the community that I grew up in. Mm. Like a hundred percent, no so they leadership. Were victims of misogyny and absolutely, and men so like women, what they should do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, women were never in leadership positions. Women were really like only of value for their bodies and all of that. And like until I went to college and joined my sorority, Jesus like I never, I know. Um, until like that's when I actually started to realize that like my body had worth aside from just what like my weight was. Wow. That's really, I really didn't know that until I was in my second semester of my freshman year of college. What's your mom like? My mom is dope. (laughs) Uh, My mom is the bomb. Uh, She's really wonderful. She's, she's like, my mom is kind of like a weirder. She's not weird, but my mom is definitely like a surprisingly like um, woke, like feministy type lady in my Mm. town. Um, And she's even like way more even keel and neutral than I am. Mm. Wow. Um, She's really cool. But I will say, like, the one thing, though, is that, like, my mom, with all these amazing things, like, her education, like, all this stuff, like, she, her one thing is that she'll be like, I really want to lose five pounds. 
I really want to lose 10 pounds. Mm. Yeah. And that has absolutely permeated the way that I see my body. Mm -hmm. You got to learn to identify with yourself. I'm going to say one thing, and I know we have to get back to our original topic. I mean, it just. Okay, it is what it is. It just transformed. I have a question. It may be a question for the next podcast. Is it men's fault? Men's is it men's fault that women get like injections and stuff? It's definitely Mincy's fault. Mincy's. <laughs> That's your period. But the whole, let me get. <laughs> come for it. Come for it. But not the whole, you know, let me get my butt in hands. Let me get my lips a certain way. Let me get my breasts a certain way. Is that a men issue? Like, is that, is that, is they women, said women do that, that because of most men? of the gay dudes on Instagram suffer from eating disorders. Yeah. Because there's like a culture that so gay sad. men have to have six pack, eight pack abs and they're posting all these shirtless selfies and it's like feeding into like this culture of like, you need to look like a porn star, which is how most gay men are finding out about what gay sex is. Mm. And so, I mean, I never really have been into like, I don't really care about six pack to be honest. Um, I just like to know that you can carry a couch if I need you to. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like manly. We need that in New York. Yeah. So. (laughs) But I mean, it's just like, even though you have a a more balanced mindset, the majority of people out here, like Facebook, Instagram people, they, the people who get the most likes is the one with the asses out, with, you know, with their body shaped a certain way. But those people tend to be the saddest and the ones that have the lowest self-esteem. They are, but they don't feel, I mean, I can't even say they don't feel. They don't come off as sad because... They have all the attention. They're getting what other people want, what the more conservative women want, the more balanced women want. Like if I'm, I'm curvy, I have some features, but I'm not, the, I don't have the perfect Coca-Cola bottle shape body. But you know, I'm confident, I'm cool, and I know somebody will like me. But a lot more chicks are going to get a more attention with, with women who got, you know, 36, 24, 36, 38 type of body. Shape. I don't know what the fuck that means. Wow. Their breasts are like a 36. I know what that means. What's the point, Carmen? Their weight. I'm confused. So the question once again is, is it a man, like, is it women's problem or is it a man issue where women uh, get injections done when they get, when they get their bodies altered? What I was trying to do, I was trying to take gender out of it because men and women are getting work done mm-hmm. to make themselves feel better or to do what they think is going to make them more attractive. Mm-hmm. That is, you can't say that oh, so-and-so made me feel this way, so I'm going to do this. Like, this is, like, something internal. It's definitely, like, chicken or the egg type of situation because, yeah. okay. you know, obviously the the media is what influences people to do things mm-hmm. to their body, et cetera, et cetera. But, and that is potentially a male-dominated industry, but you can't control people's minds. Yeah, because right. guys, so, they're big on their car. They're big on their body, or they're big on their cars because they know that women like cars and stuff like that too. They sure, do. I don't know. That's, I don't well, know. that's what I, I was told. That's what okay, guys have that told me. Comment about the cars, though. I think, and I, I now I'm becoming like a buzzword machine. <laughs> but like, it's all symptomatic of like a patriarchal system. Yeah. That's why we do that to women's bodies, and that's why we do it to men's bodies. That's why we do it for like what men are interested right. in and what women are interested in. Like whether it's like a gay man's six pack on Instagram and like how problematic that is for people to be discovering like their sexuality in that way right. or it's like a woman getting more paid pa- partnerships on Instagram because if she gets like a butt implants or mm. lip injections 
Um, like that's all like a, a lot of them aren't getting paid though. Umbrella. Let's right. just point that they're out. Not, they're not. They're we're just getting, talking about like thoughts on Instagram. But no, no, no. Like a lot of people, they have like thousands of likes on Instagram. They have all these happy. Like if you look at the timeline of photos on Instagram, mm. they look like models. They're happy. Life is great. Look at me. All these like inspirational yeah, captions with them person. not even looking like uh-huh. fucking camera. They're looking off into like the mm. abyss or whatever. And they're not making money off of it. It's because they don't have a um, like core kind of uh, uh, identity behind their Instagram. They're right. Not not like all. fashion and they're not, not, not beauty. They're they not just this, they're want not it for validation. They yeah. need to right. know that they've. I've, I've had. I have a friend that I no longer talk to. I haven't talked to this guy in like three years. But he said if he posts a photo on Instagram and it doesn't get over 100 likes within like. 30 minutes to an hour, he'll delete it. I can't do that. Nope. All of his no. posts have to hit a certain number. And I'm just like, that takes up a lot of fucking time. Hello, what are you doing for a living? If we got to stop using social on. media that way. We got to stop. But that. people and, give social media so much power. And then uh, exactly. And then my whole thing was like, I went through a really bad breakup. And then I realized how I looked back and my the time I was in this relationship with this guy, I posted nothing but happy shit that was a fucking lie. Mm. And I was like, I don't want to be that guy anymore. So as I've gotten older, especially with uh, being married and stuff like that, social media in regards to me advertising myself as a happy person has gotten less and less interesting yeah. to the point where it's like, I would be totally okay if I wasn't on Facebook. I'd be totally okay if yes. I didn't have uh, Instagram. Seriously. I don't post anything on Instagram anymore. Like I don't. I don't give a fuck what your opinions are of mm-hmm. me or you I know. I don't post for opinions. Do you get what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But it's like I'm kind of fucked because I'm in an industry that relies on social media. So it's like I can't get an agent without the agent asking me what are your numbers like exactly. on social media. I, you know, uh, Lisa, who's been on the podcast, helps me like book stuff or whatever. She's constantly, Quentin, you got to post more content. You got to post more shit on Instagram. You got to show people what your brand is and stuff like that. And in my head, I'm just like, because I'm also like an artist. Mm-hmm. So my head is like, I can't really commit to this unless I figure out a way for me to do it where it's like my way because I'm not going to post shit for people to consume Hello? to make them feel like. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's all I, about the mindset, though. It's like I'm just gonna do this for this job. This is this what I need. Boom. But it's like if you're doing it for for uh, personal reasons, like oh they like me, oh they don't like me. It's no. just like that's why I don't talk. Yeah. I don't really post. I don't, I don't really post photos of my husband on Instagram or anything like that. Even though I know that's what will get you the additional 100 likes. I don't. I just. I don't. I don't do any of that. So. I feel that it's you not know, to be uh, Marie Kondo, but if if that <laughs> social media is not sparking joy for you, you got to get out. Exactly. Wow. You got to get out. Right. Yeah. I I think I can relate to you in that. Like I also have worked at a company that is so it's filled with people who are influential, right? right. And everybody has tons of Instagram followers. All Their feed is clearly curated. And it's hard not to fall into that because you're like, okay, I can live that life too. And I do live that life. But then also injecting into your mind this idea of like having to photograph every moment, have to make a story, have to uh, being clever, et cetera, et cetera. You can't even and live in a moment anymore because you got to It's also it. frustrating though because you go to work every day and you see these people and you form relationships with them because if you don't, that's a little bit weird. Right. And 
then you're like, well, why don't they follow me on Instagram when they follow everybody else in the mm-hmm. workplace? And then it, you know, you know, I what had I mean? a job like that. Like once. it can mm-hmm. eat at you a little bit, and you're like, okay, why do I think about this? Why do I care? And like, why am I striving to make my Instagram feed similar to everybody else's? It doesn't I make any sense. Instagram feed, right? And it's fun. Like at sometimes it's fun, and it feels good in quotes, but it doesn't matter. I'm going to say something like that's not as like, maybe it's, and it's, it's, I'm, I get optimistic about it still because like I, I used to work in social media. I got like my first job offer to move to New York, like literally through like an Instagram DM. I like this vibe. Yeah. Um, and so like, but We're I, end on a good note. I still think, well, I'm going to bring it there because like, I still think like, Yes, like people who are like doing like the content like algorithms, like uh, if you add this to your feed, like this will get a hundred more or like do this to your body, you'll get more likes and like how like soul crushing that can be. I still think that you can form meaningful internet communities around like topics that people care about on Instagram and that people will respond to authenticity. I do think that's true. Like people can do that. Um, But then there's all the bullshit flying around that as well. So that's how I'm still holding out hope on Instagram. You I can, think it's you good should. for artists. Yeah. Like I still think it can be like a way for you to project like your authenticity and your work Absolutely. and express yourself. But man, yeah, it can also be a soul sucking vacuum. It can be. Good. Well, we started talking about exes, then we talked about heartbreak, then we talked about <laughs> talking about all of it. We talked about it's you know, yeah. a good podcast, you know. I feel good. How do you feel, Carmen? I feel good. Oh, did you finally figure out how to make yourself? Kaboom! <laughs> yes, 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 yes! I'll have what she's having. 90 uh, seconds deli. Preston? I feel good. You said a lot. Sorry, everyone. No, I'm just saying, <laughs> I didn't... No, I learned Preston, something... I learned something else that I have in common with you, which is very... It's weird, because I thought I was the only person that had this specific mm-hmm. type of intimacy thing, but mm-hmm. like... It's very cool to be able to talk about that with That's someone and then they can say, yeah, and this is my experience. Because usually when I talk about my stuff, it's usually people like, mm-hmm, yeah, oh, yeah, cool, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, nope. Well, you have that's nothing the thing. To offer. Like, yeah. That's the thing in my that's life cool. that I'm most ashamed of. But it's like, why would I be ashamed of that? Because it's not my fault. Yeah. And it's okay. And it's like, so no shame to I'm, I'm totally fine. I'm not fine. I'm ashamed to like, snore. You know, my handwriting. What the fuck? <laughs> the handwriting I can get. Snoring. I'm still ashamed. Of it. Anyway, you all were talking. I was talking. No, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> Preston. But like, why be ashamed? It's it's not a big deal. Your experience is your experience, and it's it's fine if you you move past it. And you, I think, and I are consciously working on it and aware of it, mm-hmm. and that is what is most important. Absolutely. Yeah, because if you don't fix your problems, you um won't be able to succeed you or in my case baggage. get money which is why i'm doing this podcast <laughs> if you like this podcast please share it and subscribe it on itunes spotify google play tune in stitcher soundcloud and the amazon alexa and for more information please visit our website at nobodydanceshere.com thank you guys so much for being here welcome we knitted a whole blanket really margaret <laughs> Rule threes, baby. That's comedy. <laughs> Carmen, please go wash your hands. I'm licking them. I'm licking them. Oh, God. Mm.